What you are currently listening to is bonus content, and it will not affect the scheduling of your regular tabletop twats episodes. So, please sit back and enjoy. How was the dentist? Uh, fun, yeah, you know, had a filling put back on. Great stuff. Oh my god. I can't stand fillings, man. I hate it. I hate it. I'm just going to have them taken all out and just go Jaws style, I think. Just have them all fucking You're going to turn into in. a shark? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have a fin, fin uh, put onto my back and uh, be, be done with it. Go live my rest of the time in the sea. <laughs> You're like, I hate the dentist. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm off to the sea. I've got to become a fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, you know what, dream, you know what I fucking hate about fillings? Is they always tell you they're like... Um, Oh yeah, don't worry. This isn't going to hurt a bit. You aren't going to feel a thing, and then your your head vibrates at like five thousand RPM, and you're like, actually, yeah, I do feel this. It's really fucking unpleasant. Oh yeah. Then you walk out, and it feels like you've been hit around the head with a baseball bat, and they're like, oh, don't eat for two hours. You're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but you won't feel a thing, so it's fine. Nah. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Fuck off, dentist. Get out. I'm going to the Fuck sea. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to live in the sea. I've had enough. Anyway, um, today we're doing a uh, bonus episode. We're going to talk about how to build interesting combat encounters, or good ones at least. Or, yeah. you know, all right ones. No, it's how, all to, right how ones. to build good combat encounters, because I think a lot of people, they, they always do those type of, uh, as my mate Paris calls it, uh, monster in a box type combat <laughs> encounters. And we want to sort of talk about how to um, uh, avoid those. We haven't really got a plan for this episode because it's just a bonus, guys. You know, it's just free. We, 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 it's coming we, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's coming out of nowhere. Left wing, right wing, forward forward stage. Who knows <laughs> so what's going on? This is a very right wing episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah, it's just coming out of nowhere. Nick's been at the dentist. He's high on all sorts of things. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going gonna to free ball it, all right? Free ball Yeah. All right, so let's get on with it. I don't want to see him kissing goblins or if you catch him in bed with a goblin, you know, that's a problem. So if you're GMing a fucking hell, there's all sorts of noises going on it. So if you're GMing a game, obviously a big part of most games, most games, not all before all of you internets get out there, get angry at me. Most games is you're going to build your combat encounters. You're going to get all your monsters ready, your XPs, all, all of this type of stuff. And uh, I guess what a lot of GMs do is they go, yeah, you go into a cave and uh, you fight this first encounter, then this next encounter, then you fight them, and then at the end, there's a boss waiting in a big circular room, and then you beat him up. Beat him up, get his loot. Get his loot, and then you walk all the way back through that cave, and then it's a day's ride back to town. Mm. Mm, How satisfying. Yeah. I guess they can be fun. Because, you know, shit's going to happen in the combat, no doubt. Like, somebody's going to roll a crit fail, drop their sword behind them, it hits the guy behind them, all of this stuff. But the thing (laughs) is, we can do better, can't we, listeners? Mm -hmm. We sure can. So, Nick, what do you do when you build a combat encounter? You're sitting at home and you're trying to to get a better one than that. What's your your number one tip? Because we played your zombie campaign and Gen Lab a while back. So what's your, your, I don't know, not number one tip, but what do you do when you build a combat encounter? Well, try to try to think of try to think of non-conventional ways of doing a combat encounter. So, you know, like you said, you know, you got your run of the mill. You go through, you, you kill a couple of goblins, and then oh no, it's the goblin's mum. Get rid of him, and then you know, right at the end, it's goblin's granddad, and then you done well. But I think if if people are expecting that, they gear up for it. So, so throw stuff at them that they don't expect. You know, um, why not start a boss fight right at the beginning? Fuck it. <laughs> you know what? That would that would really shit them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, I mean that's actually not a, a not a bad tip because let's say for example you that like they were geared up for it and in the first room there's not actually a dungeon in that cave it is literally just you open the room and there it fucking is do you know what I mean yeah. and yeah, actually exactly. the rest of the adventure is gonna be gonna be somewhere else it's actually not gonna be a dungeon it's gonna be something else maybe that is Ooh. maybe that's a good tip <laughs> because you know what that actually happens in the beginning of the Chained Coffin the DCC adventure we're currently playing. Because they yeah. say to you, like, like the adventure opens and like all these people in this town are dying and uh, they're getting killed by skeletons and the, well, it's like big skeleton monsters. You yeah. go out of town to investigate it. You open this cave in the first fucking room. It's like, oh, there, there they are. Okay, <laughs> you deal with them and they're relatively easy. And you're just like, yeah, that's oh. it. I'm, oh, we've done it. <laughs> yeah, you think the adventure is going to be skeleton adventure, but it ain't. Something nah, completely some- different. You got to drag this coffin around some mountains. Joe, you know I loved about that whole adventure as well was the fact that, which is quite clever, is the fact that yeah, it was a talking coffin. So straight away, some of the party's backs were up. They were like, "I don't trust this coffin." Uh, not to mention, it's covered in chaos. Like it was literally like you know all these kind of runes scraped into it, chained up with uh, adamantium chains and stuff. And they did not trust that coffin one bit, did they? No. Well, it doesn't look trustworthy. It's a big black fucking coffin. I love the fact it's that the well coffin at, at the time he was like, "Listen, I understand." I, I've I've met many a talking coffin in my time, and I have trusted none of them. <laughs> I like it when he was like, uh, <clears throat> "I'm stuck inside." We was like, uh, oh, "What was we saying to it again?" We was just like, "All right, well, well, would you would you need our help for?" And and we was got at one point. I think we was just going to completely not bother with it. Because yeah, you were just uh, like, "No, I don't trust the talking coffin. Let's go, guys." Yeah. And he's like, "I can't. I, please, I really need you." And it, it, the yeah. whole time, you were just going to bugger off. Oh, exactly. But he was like, "I can come out and 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 help you at the end and all this." And we was like, "Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, you know, let's kill this big evil and, and this dude. This, this talking coffin. Give it a try. Give it a try. Yeah. But speak back to combat encounters. So, so yeah. one of the things. Um, that I like to do in any given combat encounter, not 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 all of them, because you can't do this all the time. But it's chuck a curveball in there. Yeah. Like I remember, um, uh, what in a good example of this is in your um zombie game, Nick. Hmm. Um, and this is kind of a trope of the genre. But in your zombie game, we there was one uh, combat encounter where we were getting munted off by zombies. Our truck broke down, and then we had to run through a big field. And this combat hmm. encounter then. Uh, it became like okay, yes, you could be in a field fighting zombies, and that would be that would be your standard. Okay, you're getting attacked by zombies, punch them in the face. But then you made it into you're getting attacked by zombies, but you're in uh, corn as uh, twice the height of you. So good luck trying to see them. You can exactly. roll notice. So you chuck the curveball in there, and mm-hmm. it's like it. If you do that, it it tends to make encounters a lot more interesting. Even if it's something as small as a massive rain starts up. I was about to say, use weather. Another great thing that people think maybe sometimes don't think about is that you don't just have to worry about using the boss or the enemies. Throw some crazy weather in there. You know, a big boss fight in a thunderstorm while flashes of lightning crack in the background and you're being pelted with rain affects your visibility. Things like that can make it more fun. Yeah, and also rain is and things like that can be a curveball because it then creates um, bloody, what do you call it, treacherous ground. I forget, there's yeah. like a game term for it, isn't there? It's like... Oh, unlevel, uh, yeah, well, uneven playing field, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it makes it, it can give a penalty. Um, you know, maybe you can't run as fast. Maybe you're getting stuck in the mud, you know. Yeah, but there's, um, I forget what they call it in D&D where you have to move half your pace because it's like, it's like uneven... 
fuck me. It's like, I, there is a word for it, but I can't bloody remember it. Listen, all right. I don't play D&D that much. <laughs> but treacherous yeah, like, ground sounds good. Yeah, treacherous ground, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. There's, there's loads of things like that. And I, I also think that, yeah, just trying to throw little curveballs in there during fights. If, you, if the players have to fight a bunch of vampires, don't have them fighting the vampires. Have them ha- fighting the vampires on a bloody rooftop where they might slip yeah. off. Have them yeah. fighting the vampires while they're trying to get away in a wagon because the vampires just aren't just going to gonna st- try and stand there and fight and just go, Bleh, are they? They're, they're <laughs> going to try their best to, to throw something between you and them. Most yeah, people, absolutely. when they're in a fight, they don't just go, hey, I'm going to get you one-on-one. They'll, they'll try and kick you in the nuts. Of course they will. In fact, think about the way your players fight and do the same. Mm-hmm. Or what about, um, you know, add, a, add another hazard or, or something that incorporates a time limit. So, I don't know, you're having a big fight in a house that's on fire. Yeah, 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 exactly. That would be awesome. <laughs> but um, I was playing uh, D&D 5th Edition last week with a guy. Uh, I don't know that much about 5th Edition, Nick, I'm going to be honest, having only played it once, which was last week. You know week. more than me, mate. Yeah, exactly. You're but, loving it, um, though. This guy, uh, he had this um, ability, right? where he mm. could uh, stab somebody and then it would create a rune on them. And then if they moved, it would explode. And so what mm. he kept on doing was stabbing these guys that we're fighting. We're fighting a bunch of gnolls. And he would stab them and then uh, jump away and then go, Oi, you, ugly, come over here. And then the guy <laughs> would chase him and then explode. <laughs> and then That's cool. The, but the, the monsters and you in D&D like, have a lot of HP, so he kept on doing it. And because Noel's a stupid, he would just stab him. Then Noel would go, how dare you run away from me? And then chase him. And <laughs> no. while this big fight was going on, he kept on running around in a circle and then, and then just going like, uh, then the Noel would get angry, chase him about. It was really funny, but what I'm saying is, is the point is, is that the bad guys can use these kind of tactics against you. So yeah. have them fight dirty. How many times have you been down a cave, fought a bunch of goblins? So even if you are doing a goblin fight, which is an inevitability in D and D, because because uh, you have to go up that level curve, the power curve, you have to mm-hmm. fight the correct um, CR, which I can't remember what that stands for, but it's like uh, basically a rating of what monsters are to your level. Having mm-hmm. not ever run Pathfinder, Nick, you won't know about that. But like, no. yeah, they you basically an encounter uh, like has a certain balance rating called like CR. So each monster has that, and they have to sort of add up to the total of like the party's levels. Oh yeah, I've, I think I've read something about that before. Yeah, so it makes sense. So it, it kind of balances out encounters. But the only a thing little is. Bit. Yeah, but the only thing is, is it means it's inevitable that you're going to be fighting goblins, then this thing, mm. then this thing. Or there's other th- other things you can get, like bandits are the same level, gnolls are the same level, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, with the early level monsters, let's say for instance you've got goblins, they're not they're not like zombie stupid. They are no. um, intelligent enough to form tribes to do this that, and the other. So if you're going into their lair, they're gonna make traps. They're gonna try yeah. to also survive. They won't just stand there and fight. They're gonna leg it. They're gonna throw uh, bottles of piss in your face or yep. try to start set your dick on fire. They're gonna ha- have fun <laughs> with it, you know. Uh, that, yeah, that's the thing. And they should have some kind of rudimentary order and kind of, um, you know, they, they, like you said, that you're going into their world at the end of the day. So they may not be masters in battle, but at the same time, they know how to defend their turf. Yeah. And they know it better than an adventurer ever would. Exactly. Exactly. You're you're 100% right there, Nick. And they're going to fight dirty and they're going to fight yep. mean. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, and um, another thing that uh, another very very good tip that a lot of people use for Savage Worlds, but that applies to any game is make your uh, uh, it, it depends on the game, but like make your encounters like a movie. And yeah. if it really really does depend on the game, but if you are the sort of person that struggles to make interesting encounters, just apply it to any game. Who cares? Because yeah. if you're playing a uh, grim uh, uh, Wild West campaign, for example, those types of campaigns should have quick combat. That's just like a few shots and then people go down. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I would say just apply it the like a movie and do it cinematically anyway because it's still going to be bloody fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what, for the personally, I mean, I love, obviously, I love role playing and, and I love the role playing aspect of it. And combat is fun, but there's nothing worse than a boring combat. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, it is, it can really bring a game to a halt. And it's like, you know, combat's meant to be exciting, if not one of the most exciting parts of a, of a game, I suppose. Um, and if it's just a bit like, okay, this guy moves over, he hits. All right, cool. Yeah, this guy's going to move over and he's going to stab. It's like, oh, come on. So boring. Yeah, and has anybody ever said, you know what I love? A big, long combat. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, this is... Not... This was the problem with, like, 4th edition that everyone had, wouldn't it? Um, mm. Just a, a, a quick quick aside here. Um, if anyone hears some strange noises, that is not me. I haven't got gas, by the way, Nick. That That is... Oh, okay. That downstairs are doing some drilling. Oh, they I love being that, fun kind. Yeah, no, the DIY kind. Yes, yes, the bad, <laughs> oh, the bad kind. That is, You're surrounded by people that like to make loud noises, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I am. it sucks. Arseholes. Never yeah, mind. Um, I remember uh, a while back, like uh, when when I used to play Fourth Edition. That's what it was. It was just all combat, um, and a lot of times you would just be like, "Yep, you roll hit, you do eight damage." I think you hit something uh, something on the head there, Nick. Is that is that um, if you're DMing a game and you want to make interesting combat encounters, um, yeah, get get descriptive as well. Because exactly. Yes. That yes, helps. Yes. Yep. You don't. You Rather don't... than are we prods him with his sword? It's like you know, make it interesting. If the first guy's used his sword, then the second enemy when he attacks maybe runs up the wall and does a backflip as he spins. You know, anything that makes it a little bit more descriptive and you can imagine it more in your mind. And it's not just a bunch of let's be honest squares on a piece of paper that walk up to each other and you roll some dice. You know, say what they're doing, make it different. Yeah, because let's be honest, like um, you if if your DM sitting there the whole night, you hit, you do eight damage. Okay. Goblin's dead. Right, okay. Next goblin. <laughs> right. Sounds like a fucking dinner party. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then everyone at their, their table solemnly nods their head. Hmm. Mm. Oh, goblin's done dead. Done the right, oh. done the right yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well done. Mm. Oh. XP? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, lordy. Like, I and like the deaths it. as well. Make the deaths descriptive. You know, don't just be like, okay, yeah, you stabbed me, falls on the floor. You know, get dirty. I, I, the last guy tears his sword through and cleaves the guy in half and this, you know, gore is sprayed everywhere and now you've got blood all over the floor and now it's become more slippery for the rest and, even you know, anything like that. A, um, even if you're doing a more serious game, um, yeah. like... You can you can always allow uh, characters to like narrate their own kills if mm-hmm. you want. Um, Encourage it. Yeah, 
and and then or, or in addition to that if you're doing a more serious game yeah you can you can still just get realistic with it if you want but sometimes if you're doing a dumb game and like you said nick narrate the deaths i've had characters pull out photos of their family oh on, on about like 20 occasions oh, oh it's the worst oh, it's when like, one of your guys is dying and it's just like tell my wife it's like where did this come from <laughs> and, and then he's like ah no only joking <laughs> but it's brilliant and it yeah. makes it, and, it, and you'll remember it. It won't just be a boring combat that just was literally, you know, yeah, we beat some guys and that was it, or we beat up some monsters. It's like, oh, do you remember that last boss that actually turned out to be an all right in his, de- in his death throes <laughs> and actually make the party feel a bit bad? You know, make them feel guilty. Why not? They're murdering people. Yeah, and the role-playing doesn't stop because combat is on. That's one thing yeah. I always say. And, and equally, totally. the GMing doesn't stop because the combat's on. So keep mm-hmm. the descriptions going. Keep the uh, atmosphere going. That's your job as a DM. So... Yeah, keep keep those descriptions coming. Like that that's what I um like I, I sort of pride myself on. I mean it doesn't Absolutely. always come out come out properly. Like sometimes I give some No, but you've had some stupid... gruesome No, but a lot of the time some of the with like really gruesome kind of um you know, uh descriptions that normally, you know, you just could just pass it off as yeah, he's dead and everything, but then they they, they stay with you and then you're like, Oh, I made me feel a bit bad. If, yeah, that. I mean if somebody rolls a forty six on damage, you you're not Something's happening in there. It's not. It's not. A, you you hit the monster. He's dead, and then everyone nods solemnly. That is that person's getting hacked to bits. Yeah, absolutely. Eyeballs are flying in, everywhere. We were playing DCC recently, and I won't say which which episode it was, but you smacked somebody with a staff, and I think you know which one I'm talking about, Nick. But oh, you yes. smacked somebody with a staff, and you really wailed on him, and like yep. the guy, I, yeah, the guy started puking up blood and all of this because you smacked oh, him so man. hard. It was <laughs> so like, grim. But like these types of things, like it really, really makes for a better combat. And that it's funny because just get adding a bit of description. You're not changing anything about the combat. Even then, you could still have a monster in a box type combat. But all you've done yeah. is just kept the atmosphere going, and mm-hmm. you've got and, that, and that's it. You've just gone, oh shit, this is this is getting real. <laughs> like yeah, everyone... exactly. And I would say as well as a player, you know, get involved as well. Don't be like, right, I'm stuck. All, you know, I've only got one attack. I'm cornered. You know, I'm just going to attack. Yeah, think of other things to do. You know, start like I've had it before when it's just like you know, oh, you know, I've got no nothing I can do is anything decent. But let's just think of something really random. All right, I'm going to leg it over here and spit at one of them. I'm going to I'm going to try and make a distraction. I'm going to try and anything. You know, just keep 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 different things. Don't try not to stick to just a, a straight out <laughs> like let's chop down this big tree kind of thing. That's a good mix point, it up man, a bit. Like, I've seen so many players when they get into a combat look at their sheet like especially when you have like. A character that's just got a pistol. Do you know what I mean? In in like a wild, yeah. I'm thinking of Wild West a lot because I played Deadlands last night. But like yeah, exactly. a, a pistol in in a game like that, and they just go, oh, it's, it's all I can do. And so they just go, yeah, yeah, and they just fire the pistol over and over again. And it's fine. It's a legit strategy. It's might it might be what you would do in a gunfight. But my point is, is that if you can do something better, try it. You know, it, it, mm. it, much as uh, any role playing game is give and take. I guess combat is as well because. Yeah, if, uh, on the player side, yeah, give put a bit more effort. Totally. Maybe rather than shooting the guy and doing two damage, hopefully, you might shoot a chandelier that's covered in candles that hits the floor and, like we said before, sets the place on fire and now you've got an interested element in there. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you're right, though, because you've got a gun <laughs> at your disposal. Why do you just go, yeah, sh- I shoot the guy and then try and yeah. do the damage? Like, get, put a bit of fucking effort in. Because, like, last night, for example, Johnny, uh, one of my mates who's never played Deadlands before, right, mm-hmm. um, 
there are so many people, right, that just go, I attack him with my longsword or whatever. But Johnny, <laughs> he immediately went for the guy's hand. He, he burst into this room where he saw these, oh, yeah. uh, these two guys fighting each other. And then his, his immediate action was, oh, he's pointing a gun at my friend. He went, I shoot the guy's hand. Not, I shoot the guy. Right, I'm going to fucking shoot him. Not any of this stuff. He went, right, I shoot the guy's hand. <laughs> and that was Cold it. Cool shot, like, makes it exciting. And if you pull it off, man, it's cool. Oh, yeah, it was a harder shot to do, uh, but he fucking nailed it. He he hit mm. with a raise, meaning he got extra damage, and then yep. uh, he mangled the guy's hand. The, the hand just looked like a big mass of like, viscera on the end of a stick. It was horrible. Oh. And then, but then there's yeah. no more shooting on from that hand. So, you know, that might be his good hand. You know, now the enemy's um, being handicapped because, you know, he's shooting off of his weaker hand now. Yeah, the combat didn't go well for that guy. I mean, uh, not Johnny, <laughs> but the enemy. Uh, the fucking Doc Lightning, this weird scientist, burst into the room with his lightning gun, uh, smashed the table that he was sitting at to pieces and then the guy basically gave up he was just like look don't kill me Wait, he I love di- my hand yeah it was really funny <laughs> oh god yeah I, th- I think that's a good point yeah players you can you can act in so many interesting ways often uh, mm. if you do, do do that kind of stuff the GM is gonna like you he'll he'll try yeah. his best or she will try their best to um to, to reward you like like the thing mm-hmm. is if you're doing those kind of stuff and often the games have built in reasons to reward you for that like a lot of games have things called stunts or tricks or things like this like um built into their system so if you go in there and you go I want to try and trip this guy up then yeah. there'll be a reward for tripping or or something like this and then they'll be more prone to all your other players attacks and all your other players are going to be like nice one man or whatever exactly or like you know playing savage worlds you know people underrate the taunt so much but you know taunt someone get a penalty to their parry for the rest of the crew the big heavy guy comes in with the big hits you know the guy's already got a guaranteed hit because of the taunt from the, the round before and people think oh it ain't really an attack though yes it is it's a psychological attack and it's great it's funny though i didn't even really think about that coming in like how important it is uh, like for it to have exciting players but then mm. the thing is I often find as a GM like when I'm making combat encounters um, half the battle is making the situations so exciting that it makes the players think of the exciting manoeuvres oh mate well the one like... that springs to mind straight away for me sorry cut you in but just while it's on the tip of my tongue your uh, I think it was one of the first ever battles we had in Solomon Kane when we was fighting all the villagers and they were on different platforms within a building and we were trying to chop the platforms down it was incredible it was so cool and all that was was different levels of attacks from oh, different um, was that you know? oh god yeah Remember? Oh, um, that's in um, uh, it's, a, it's actually a pre-made adventure called the Uffington Dragon uh, right. but I changed the ending and basically the uh, the you guys went to launch an attack on the mayor of this village and he was so rich that he'd hired about 20, uh, 20 guys and so yeah just to make it interesting the guy the, the mayor just sort of ran in and was like oh no I hope nobody gets me and he basically he he's he's a fucking human he's he's clever so what he did is he just went he ran in making making him obvious you guys chased him in and as you got inside he'd he'd basically uh launched an ambush and all of these yeah. people came out of all the bedrooms on the upper level and were all standing on the balcony just each one of them loaded with a gun yeah and then on the lower um on the lower levels you got surrounded by people with swords and then that mm-hmm. was that that you basically got ambushed and i'm like yeah it's unfair yeah there's way more people than there are are you but that that's an interesting encounter and you we can, figured it out yeah, you can either run, you can, or if you want to beat them, you're gonna to have to be bloody clever, and that that's yeah. it. 
And also, yeah, like you say, all it is is that certain people have elevation and certain people don't. That means if you want to get up there to hit those people, you're going to have to run, throw something. You're going to have to uh, use your gun, which only has one bullet, and then you're going to have to reload. Mm -hmm. Like It just means that there's something interesting to that encounter. You're not all fighting Tiling. on the same plane. And also, the mm -hmm. other interesting thing is that you're vastly outnumbered. That's it. Yeah. And yep. the, the, the guy that you're after is escaping while while this ambush is going on. Like So, so there's a time get... limit involved as well. So it's another angle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I loved also, it. And we chopped him down in the end. You know, Sean got, Sean's character got his big axe out and just started getting to work on one of the pillars. And before you know it, half of the balcony had fallen down. It was fantastic. Yeah, the balcony fell down. Loads of them got <laughs> injured. And then the ones that weren't yeah. injured were staggering to get up. And you started yeah. bashing them over the heads. And then they were tr uh, sort of drawing their swords and trying to attack you with rapiers. So cool. It's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that was fun. Was. Mm -hmm. But that's, yeah. So, I mean, those are some pretty, pretty decent tips i feel i mean i i don't really have any other tips other than that really keep it cinematic keep the description going and i suppose try to encourage your players to to do to do cinematic stuff and to try and keep yeah. their lot to do stuff like that but the only way i i've because i don't want to like that you don't really want to stand at the table do you nick and be like you know you can try to do cooler stuff than what you're doing now <laughs> yeah absolutely you don't want to hint too much like <laughs> yeah that, like when a game has loads of really cool combat maneuvers, i.e. Savage Worlds is a good example, and uh, mm -hmm. DCC is another one, um, mm. the best way to encourage players to use them is to use them against them, right? If the other yeah. characters are using aim, wild attack, or if uh, another character is using cool spells in DCC, the, the likelihood is that the players will then go, oh, can we, we do that? Cool, I'm going to do it. So, yeah, um, fuck you, I'm coming back at you with it. Yeah, exactly. So... I think another way to get players to do cool shit during cinematic moments is to uh, just have it happen. Like, like for example, let's take, for example, another one during Solomon Kane was when uh, they were chasing down these vampires, dear listener. Oh, and mate. it was a wagon <laughs> chase. And the way it was is I actually had these two wagons uh, mapped out on separate grid paper uh, on the map, and they could move. Explain around how map. easy. Explain how easy that is to 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 recreate, though. So that sounds quite technical and interesting. But let's be honest, it was a piece of paper with two square bits of paper on top of it. Yeah, that but was that's it. all we needed. That's all you needed to visualize exactly what was going on. Yeah, so it's just a it's a, a grid of a grid paper, just six by two, and then mm -hmm. on top of another grid paper. That was it. Yep. And then, yeah, and so all of the minis were on this one grid paper, all of the vampires were on another grid paper, and then and then as they moved around the battlefield, like, by doing their driving rolls and this and the other, uh, the vampires would leap over to their carriage, and then the yeah. other guys would leap over to the vampires' carriage, because they saw the vampires do it. Yep. At first, they were all standing on their one, and they were like, right, I'm going to try and uh, throw something over there, uh, what have got <laughs> yeah. in my pockets, and I was just like... <laughs> Um, yeah, then as soon as they saw one of the vampire stage handlers like run over from their stagecoach to their one and and leap, um, that then Pete was like, right, fuck this, and he just he was like, right, he leapt over and he started smacking. Geronimo. Yeah. Then you did yeah. it, and then everyone was over there just yeah. fucking slashing at him, and then suddenly we had this like huge big wagon chase. It was fucking awesome. It really was, and and and, and it was like you said, it was a battle, but that action, that extra dimension made it so much more exciting because not only were you trying to fight some vampires, but you were you know leaping across wagons that were running at speed, doing agility checks left, right, and centre just to keep your balance. One of my favourite bits though was when Pete went over the edge, 
Um, and uh, he, I had a rule uh, during that combat encounter that uh, if if you wanted to um, roll agility when you fell off, you could try and grab on the side. Yeah, and, uh, he did. But uh, as as he did so, he sort of got. I, I can't remember how this happened, but part of his robe got caught up on the side. And he and then he was just being dragged behind it, <laughs> yeah. and he took so much damage. He got he passed out, and he was That's fucking. Right. He was incapacitated. In just being yeah, dragged he was in along. Bits. But it was such funny. a good visualization, and it was great. But like you said, I think a good, definitely a good tip if you want, if you want to kind of emphasize the environment, be descriptive before the fight kicks off. Tell them there's a chandelier there. Tell them there's a wall there. Tell them there's a big broken window there. You know, the more description you give a room, the more people can visualize that room in their mind and then the more they will use that imaginary room to their advantage. Yeah, because you're the one that's giving them some tools. If you want them to know that they can pick up the glass and stab a guy with it, Mm -hmm. tell them some sharp angular glasses on the floor. Don't just go, oh, there's a bunch of glass on the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. So exactly, razor sharp. sharp. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly that. Sharp. And then you'll go, and you'll be like, oh well, okay, well I'm, you know, I've run out of bullets. Um, can I grab a shard of glass and launch it at them? Yeah, of course you can. That's why I yeah. spoke about it. Maybe they get yeah. a little nick of, uh, uh, cut their feet on it slightly as they walk in. Not enough to do damage, but then it tells them that that oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can use this to yeah. fuck a guy up. Absolutely. You know, you're fighting in a bar and there's loads of booze behind the bar. You know, you've got a flammable liquid right there and a petrol bomb just asking to be used. Yeah, because it's all about show, don't tell, isn't it? I mean, it's like, yeah, you can tell. It's funny because it's harder to do in an RPG than it is in any other medium, but you can show Mm -hmm. them by having it happen to their character. Like, you could say, oh, there's, there's, as you enter the, uh, the gunfight in the saloon, you can smell the booze. It smells as strong as motor oil or something like this. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, but you're right. And then it will stay in that person's mind and if they're taking in this kind of scene into their head they will use it later i mean a good example was when we had we had a pretty basic i can't was it solomon kane again with skeleton warriors Do you remember? Oh, yeah yeah skeleton warriors yeah yeah and the biggest thing was like it weren't that the skeleton warriors were super tough but they had ranged attack and we had to fight them across the chasm yeah, and then uh, and there was a way around the chasm but it, it mm-hmm. required a lot of um a lot of dexterous maneuvers and things like this. Yeah. So it was like a lot of us you fell. can stay there and fight them where they've got a cover and b um, uh, advantage because you guys don't have you can't all fight them at once because you were on a yep. tiny spit of land, mm-hmm. or you can try and make your way across and risk taking a load of attacks. It was like they they knew their strategic advantage because that's where yep. they bloody live. Exactly, and that makes the battle more interesting because you're not just worrying about these skeleton warriors, you're also worrying about falling off the fucking edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that was funny. Uh, the, what, one mm-hmm. really funny thing, I, mean, I know we keep on di- uh, digressing, but one really funny thing is that immediately after that, there, there was a um, a bit where you guys had to fight the sons of Thebes, which are like uh, sort of a, an, an ancient historical figure. The way I used them wasn't at all historical. Um, <laughs> But they were basically a bunch of guys that were a fighting force of uh, of homosexual men who, who yeah. were put into pairs, and as a result, they had everything to lose because they um, like di- were deeply in love, basically, and so they <laughs> yeah. would fight. They would fight really fiercely, but they yeah. were also exactly like Zagat from Street Fighter. <laughs> And uh, yeah. one really funny thing was, is you you got into this cave, and at the end, uh, they'd set up this sort of uh, uh, like trap for you, and the cave started like well caving in, 
and there was this uh, you guys were fighting on these pillars that were like moving as you were on them oh my god yeah and Nick being being like the daring motherfucker who's like right we got to jump across there and fight them because they were basically <laughs> leaping across flying kicking you so hard it would break your jaw and then leaping back in the same time horrible yeah and um, the really funny thing was is that obviously Nick was like well we can't do this clearly they they, have, they can absolutely destroy us and their parry was so high that they, even mm. with the, the attack of opportunity as they leaped away there was fuck all you guys could do nah so we weren't hitting them yeah we weren't yeah them. you guys couldn't stay where you were so nick jumped over to the main pillar started fighting them on his own and nobody bloody followed him no nope. nope. not a single one yep i'm thrown off the edge yeah, the, one of them uh, kicked him in the face so hard all he all he saw was like a ringing uh and and like blackness and then he just yeah. and then one of them just like uppercutted him over the edge he fell Aww. 200 feet to to his death yep and then you saw like everyone else just standing there, but that, yeah, it was really funny, man. They got absolutely wailed on and nicked. Because we got... was bottlenecked, wasn't we? We were the, the rest of the play characters were bottlenecked, and they like they couldn't even attack because they were getting in each other's ways, and it was clever <laughs> it was so because bad. they were fucking each other up. Yeah, it was such but a, in a badly, great way. Yeah, badly done combat encounter, and all it was was because the bridge between one pillar and the other looked quite rickety, and everyone was like, <laughs> "Look, I know we're getting uh, our faces kicked in by these guys that are uh, unbelievably tough. However, that bridge don't look right, mate. They don't screwed look right. <laughs> it was yeah. like, Come on, these guys are killing you. Stand here and get our asses. These are the hardest up. men alive, oh. and, you, and you're but you're like, ah, oh, that bridge. <laughs> that, that's that's the that's the real boss. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You know what? You know what I should have done as the final boss for that whole adventure, Fucking like after eight months of play. The skies open up, right? There's this big dark like force. You hear this uh, like angelic music, and then a bridge with wings comes out. <laughs> You're like, no, it's back. You'll never beat me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh shit. I but no, you're right. I mean, so what? In in summary, then. You know what are what are, what are our little our little not you know we never tell people how to run their games we just try to advise on how we you know often do as what would you say which is what would you say are our, our little top, top tips? tips okay yeah try to make every fight unique in some way uh, even if that's just the weather or something like this yep bingo right there second you- one I would say uh, is to try to make the uh, fights and combat encounters like a movie. Yep. You never see somebody just walk into a box with a monster in it in a movie. And nope. then I would say try to encourage your players to do cinematic actions and uh, try to encourage them to fight strategically and in fun mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. And then I would also say make your monsters fight intelligently as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And also, yeah, encourage, um, you know, if you if you can see it as a GM, if your player's struggling because they are in a bit of a poor situation, you know, just kind of not tell them what to do, but just remind them gently that it's not all about just walking in and making an attack. There is so much more stuff you can do. In any game, even the simple in ones any which game. don't have rules mm-hmm. for that, you can do it. Yep. You can, it's yeah. easy. So that's about it, really. I mean, I'm sure there's other points that we've said that we've missed off this little summary at the end, but... Uh, you figure it out, listeners. As as yeah. I said, we didn't have a plan for this one, so it's a bit rambly. Ah, yeah, it came out of nowhere. Impromptu bonus. Um, could it be a... Well, I was just going to say as well, shall we shamelessly plug what we've got in the pipeline for our online stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, Nick, you, you do it, man. 
Okay, so well, me and Harrison have been talking quite a lot recently. We really want to start getting um, our online games up and running because it's the one thing we've kind of fallen short on over the years. Um, obviously, we like talking about our games. We like running conventions, getting people involved. But we've always we've always been more real, real, real. What is it called? Uh, meat space? Is it meat space? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Yes, that's it. So obviously we do our meat space games and we talk about them and we run conventions and get people together in the real world. But we did a bit lapse on doing online stuff and it's something that we'd really like to explore a little bit more. So um, we've been thinking about it and um, yeah, we're going to start doing some more online games. So uh, I'm going to kick it off with a Call of Cthulhu game, um, which is uh, just a, a module from a Kickstarter that I got ages ago. I've been dying to play it. Um, but then we're going to get more of a regular structure going on. So Harrison's going to start working on some DCC stuff um, and me too, and also some MCC stuff. So, um, yeah, pretty and- much we're going to be running uh, DCC and MCC alternately online. Mm-hmm. via roll 20 and we're going to be doing that uh i don't we we're not going to really going to have a schedule but we'll keep uh we'll basically be announcing them with a two-week uh run-up so that everyone yes. has plenty of time to get into our games and mm-hmm. it'll be uh invitation uh we we are going to say to patrons only but it'll be announced to patrons first yes but anyone yes, can join but patrons, absolutely patrons will have an extra week uh basically before to fill the spaces exactly yeah, exactly so, and also we want to keep it kind of a we're hoping to keep it at a like a kind of open table format so it's not a case of you know if you wasn't there for an episode you're out and um, we're going to try and work it that characters can come back and it's an open table so we can keep the kind of flow going if you if you know what i mean yeah 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 exactly so so every mm-hmm. every episode should be self-contained and and uh yep. it will have an ongoing um arc but i uh, uh, hopefully uh anyone could join any time and have a good laugh and uh the, exactly. the cold warning the uh, call of cthulhu one that nick's running will just be uh, uh, like its own thing yep so that's, yep, that's gonna be that's basically it so nick you're announcing your call of cthulhu game when's that happening so i'm going to run that next friday which is the oh let me just get the dates because it's pointless saying next friday because we don't know when we're going to release our stuff so one second, mate. We can cut. Hold this up, down. no. This this bonus is going to be out after this. This is a fucking. What? This, this is the most pointless announcement ever. I was just coming out of nowhere, like straight away. Oh fuck it. No, I'll keep this announcement in anyway because the thing is, this is going to be out while I'm in in America. This is a sort of discussion that should be off air, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> ever professional, mate. You know. No, but the point I is, mean, is yeah. Um, so just keep an eye out for those games. We'll announce them online next time. I'm we'll going to announce. This. Yeah. <laughs> do this Properly. Off. <laughs> Right, but no, yeah. So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna start announcing it. Oh, there will be an announcement um, very, very soon for Cold Warning, and then going forward, uh, we'll have a regular schedule where we'll be playing, we're running and playing more online games yeah, for you boy. if you want to. Yeah, sweet. I can All feel right. the drugs wearing off now. I can start to feel my face again. What? Oh, is it painful? Uh, yeah, it's quite sore, but it's all good. <laughs> we should go around to the dentist and teach them, show them how it feels. <laughs> Just stop, stab them stop with our fingers in their mouths. See how they like it. <laughs> Fucking dentist. <laughs> Fucking dentist. Actually, no, you know, anyway. that's a good way to spice up a combat encounter. Just start putting your fingers in people's mouths. No. What, you weird. mean like round the table? Yeah. <laughs> GM just gets up, walks from behind his screen and just gently puts his finger in one of their mouths and goes, oh, so what are you going to do next? Don't have to like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the wrong kind of game. Thank anyway, you very much for listening, show. everyone. Yeah, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Barbershop is in danger of growing stale. I'm taking it to strange new places. These are the tales of the skeleton warriors. (laughs) 